The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. It's Monday night in Atlanta, and that means it's time to talk Yellow Jacket Athletics in this week's edition of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 is brought to you by Georgia Power, bringing you the energy for every game day and to your community, too. Visit georgiapower.com sports to learn more. Now, to get things started, we head live to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us for another Monday night and another GT60 here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Wednesday night in McCamish, Georgia Tech welcomes in the number five team in the country, which is riding a 10-game win streak. Sounds like good conditions for an upset. As the Yellow Jackets take on the Louisville Cardinals, we'll break down that matchup with head coach Josh Pastner. Take a look back at the big route here last Tuesday versus Virginia Tech and then the loss to Pittsburgh on Saturday. And we look forward to doing so over the next hour with your phone calls and tweets, which you can get lined up right now. 866-477-7020. And the hashtag on Twitter is GT60. I'm Andy Demetra, and let's welcome in the man himself, your head coach of the Yellow Jackets, here to join us for this next hour on GT60. Josh Pastor, Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, Andy. Just uh, <clears throat> excited to talk about uh, the recap of last week, Tuesday, Virginia Tech, Saturday versus Pitt. Um, hopefully that we get some questions from some of the listeners out there. And um, uh, we'll go from there. So go ahead. I, I know when you addressed the question at your press conference Friday, you were looking for the nearest piece of wood to knock on. The question concerned turnovers, and your team had only committed 10 per game over your previous four. Uh, they were an unwelcome guest Saturday at the Peterson Event Center, 22 of them. You fell 73-64 to Pittsburgh. Your team had made such strides in ball security, being ball tough, and the turnover count lowering when you watched the, the film versus the Panthers from Saturday. What do you think tripped your guys up that you'll look to correct come Wednesday? Well, let's 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 uh, really dive into that, Andy, and talk about the week and maybe why we led up to that so I can give kind of my, my thoughts. Because one of the things we talked about since the diamond head back in Hawaii is – is about us getting better and sticking to the process, not so much the result. And I've really stayed the course on that, uh, staying the course to making sure that um, uh, we are locked in on just getting better. We, we, we're focusing on the process. Maybe the results don't go our way, and that's happened to us where I thought we've played well, but the results didn't go our way, sort of like the Notre Dame game, 20 offensive rebounds, only five turnovers, but Notre Dame just was a really good team. And how many times have I said in this league where you can play really well and still lose? So um, – <clears throat> Um, um, I really have felt since that point, though, since the diamond head in, in Hawaii, we have really improved and gotten better, Andy. Uh, we've made the right strides. We've worked on the things that needed to, to have worked on. We've had a course correction. We've completely changed our offense uh, to put guys in different positions for success and to help our ball security issues. Um, we've 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 obvi- we've spent so much time in every practice on focusing on on footwork, on two-hand catches, two-hand passes. We call them, using the word strikes. And we have made great strides. Like we talked about the Notre Dame game. Um, uh, or the game before that, even a couple games before that, versus North Carolina State, we had nine turnovers the first half, four the second half. North Carolina State came in averaging second most in the ACC and forcing teams in turnover. We really did a nice job on taking care of the ball there. Then we played Morehouse. Yes, I understand it's, 
you know, not the same level of an ACC competition, but we still had, you know, we only had 13 turnovers for the whole game, but we really only had, if you look at the, the main rotation guys, only had about six. So um, we did a good job there. Then we played at Notre Dame, 20 offensive rebounds, only five turnovers. We, I see us now, the, 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 the work that we have been doing has been paying off on valuing and taking care of the ball. And then we go into, um, after Notre Dame, we come back versus Virginia Tech. And we have 10 total turnovers, but really only about six. Uh, because, I, you know, some of the, the, the walk-ons had a couple turnovers late there in the last minute or so. So, um, uh, uh, and so we had, a, we had a turnover there too late uh, in, in the end. But, but we really only had six, seven, or eight right in that for the, for the main scholarship guy for the scholarship guys, all the scholarship guys. We, we had one or two late with the scholarship guys. But, but the reality of it is probably, so you count about eight. And then so you're, you're, you're moving in the right direction. And, and, and let me just say this about the Virginia Tech game. We really played well. That was on Tuesday. We played the right way. We played really well, both offensively and defensively. They executed the game plan. Virginia Tech came in number one in the league in relying on three-point offense, three-point shooting as their number one offense. We came in the league relying on, as I call it, the red zone, two-point offense as the number one part of their of our offense. So it was two contrast, contrasting styles. And we really guarded. We played zone the entire game. Uh, we really guarded at a high clip. We uh, defended, held them under 40% from three, under 20% from, or under 40% from the field, under 20% from three-point range. We took care of the ball. Um, every one of our guys played at a very, very high level, and they played the right way. They played the right way, and we just we played. You know, you could just see us continuing to really turn the corner. And as a coach, as fans. Uh, my bosses, whomever else, they want to see. Look, you can't control the 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 end game of the the scoreboard. Um, and as a coach, you only you can, you're going to control the controllables. How many times have I said that? And that's what we've got to focus on. And what we are controlling the controllables are areas that we can improve on. Again, that doesn't mean we're going to win every game. It just means as a as a fan, as a head coach, the bosses they are visually seeing. Okay, this team is getting better, and that's what we've done. And then. We were off on Wednesday, and then and a couple things. Um, Jose Alvarado, um, uh, his baby was born on Wednesday. Mazel tov to him. Mazel tov to, and to, to his to his girlfriend mm-hmm. and to the fa- healthy baby. Mom's healthy, and um, and Jose is uh, is our just our rock man. He's the head of our snake. He's the guy, and um, and Wednesday night. He had the baby Wednesday morning, and Wednesday night he was texting me. He says, Coach, I'm overwhelmed um, because he just said so many people were coming through the hospital, like his mm-hmm. girlfriend's family and other people were coming through. And then it's, you know, here, I mean, you know, Jose, think about anyone that's a 21-year-old. You're having a child. Um, you know, heck, I, it's overwhelming when you're a 30-year-old, <laughs> 31-year-old. Here he is, 21, and, and, and he's got this boom. Babies come out, and and he was probably, he was, he was overwhelmed and, um, um, and I don't, he didn't sleep Wednesday night. He told me, uh, Thursday he was up all, you know, cause he just, he, he was, you know how it is. You're in the, you're, you're worried about the baby, worried about the mom, you know, just, and he said he didn't really, he said he got about an hour of sleep on Thursday, Thursday night. He said he had about two or three hours. He, I, I, Thursday we practiced very, you know, I let him, he only, he missed half of practice on Thursday 
because I said, you got to come for at least the film session. And then he came for a little practice and I let him go because he had to get the birth certificate in uh, before it closed. So he was a little off, you know, he didn't get a chance to get the full practice in. And then Friday, <clears throat> and let me just say this, on Thursday and Friday, all I've talked to our guys about the Pittsburgh game was we're going to have to be gritty, not pretty. Because they do three things really well. They force into turnovers, they offensive rebound, and they run in transition offense. And we've become a very good offensive team. And we've been a much better job on, on we do a great job on, on rebounding the ball offensively, and we and we've become good we become a good shooting team and we've become we became better at taking care of the ball. And I but I said Thursday and I told him Thursday, Friday the whole message, gritty, not pretty. To win this game there can be no prettiness, no casualness, no cuteness, no coolness. Gritty, not pretty, um, and and we we did six on five full court. We like after instead of doing any drills after we stretch, we went right into f- six on five. Just kind of that mentality, like hey man, this is going to be an all out, just a muck it up game, uh, and, and and we've got to have that that type of toughness. And um, so anyway, so we had those two days. I thought we you know we had some turnovers in practice, which I was concerned about. Um, and then on Friday night, the 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 decision I had to make. I always believe in shooting around. I believe in shooting around. I believe in being fully taped and fully practicing the day of the game and shoot arounds. I've always done that, even for noon games at home. Now, on the road, it's not always easy because the, 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 the opponent can give you a time that's you get no choice, but you can't use it because they say, okay, you can come shoot at 6.30 in the morning. Well, you're probably not going to do that. You just mm-hmm. do a walkthrough in the hotel. But at home, when you can control the time, you're going to do an, an early morning shoot around fully taped. So I Friday night our we had a shoot around time from 8:30 to 9:30 and I had to make a decision. And in my gut I was like we need to shoot around. But Jose told me how tired he was that he has not slept. And Jose's our head of our snake, our stud, our our guy that we rely on. And I said, you know, okay, and I didn't want to do a shoot around and not have Jose cuz that's not a good t- you need you need, you know. Mm-hmm. So I made an executive decision that okay, I want to. We're gonna miss. We're not gonna do shoot around in the morning. I want to let you get a full night's rest because I understand he didn't. He's barely slept, and to let him sleep in until ten o'clock instead of getting up at eight at eight a.m. I thought that two extra hours might make a big difference. And he got. A, he said he got a full night's rest. He felt good. The guys had good energy when we went to the gym. We did not shoot around. Instead, we did a stretch and a film session on Saturday morning. And for whatever reason, and we started well. We were up 14-4, mm-hmm. the issue 10-2, but we started well in the sense that our lead, we should have been up 20-4, 20-6. The problem was, Andy, was that we were turning it over. First five, four of our five possessions, we had turnovers. And I, you know, you as a coach, you look at every single little thing, and I actually, I, 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 I well, we should have shot around, and I shouldn't have worried about that two extra hours of rest for Jose. But you know, he's telling me how tired he was, and he hadn't slept, and so I had to make a decision. Thing, okay, I want to do what's right for him because again, this is not a coach's game. This is a player's game. It's about, it's the personnel. It's about the Jimmys and Joes, not mm-hmm. the X's and O's. And I made that decision, and I, and I don't know if that hurt us in the turnovers or what. If that made us a little softer with the ball. But I'm, I'm kicking myself on that. So that's why I always say losses fall on the head coach, wins go on the players. And um, But look, the bottom line is, is they, I will say this, Pittsburgh hit tough, timely shots. There were some big time, they hit some tough shots in timely areas that, that we were on a little bit of a run. Um, but again, the 22 turnovers that we gave away 
just you can't win in this league giving away 22 turnovers. Um, and they had 13 offensive rebounds, so that's 25 extra or 35 extra possessions they had. Now we had we forced them into eight turnover, only eight and 11 offensive rebounds. So, so that's 19. 19 yeah. 35 minus 19 is that means 16 more possessions they had. And if you look at the stat sheet, we really shot the same threes and made the same threes and field goals. It was just a, because we're scoring, because we've become a really good offensive team, one of the better offensive teams in this league. Us giving away those possessions, if we don't turn it over, there's a high probability that we're going to score the ball. So that was that was the big thing. I know we got to get to break. There's a couple other things I like to talk about the game on Saturday as well. Well, the good news is we got a full hour to break it down. We look forward to talking with you who are listening at home, 866-477-7020. For your questions for Coach Josh Pastner, the hashtag on Twitter is GT60. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when they're served with a nice cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner, Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. We'll be back just getting started here on GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It sucks. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No. Seven-layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice-cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke, come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day, race day. Calls for Coke, you know it. It's Tailgate 101. Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit buyfordnow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CV sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans, come check out what everyone's been talking about. Grindhouse Killer Burgers was voted Atlanta's best burger by Creative Loafing for five years running. Featuring beef, turkey, veggie, and the all-new Impossible Burger. Choose sides such as onion rings, award-winning chili, fresh salads, and indulge in our milkshakes, including our famous boozy shake. Visit our five locations throughout Metro Atlanta, which include dozens of local craft beers, wine, a full liquor bar, tons of patio seating, and TVs playing sports and cult movie classics. Live fast, eat well. Grindhouse Killer Burgers. Up-to-date breaking news on the Yellow Jackets, there's no better source than RamblinRec.com, the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. RamblinRec.com provides detailed content and results on all Georgia Tech teams. With innovative photos, live game and coaches show broadcasts, and in-depth interviews about the Jackets, RamblinRec.com is your complete online source for Yellow Jacket sports news when you just have to know. Visit RamblinRec.com and make it your start page each time you log on to the web. Go to the source. Go to RamblinRec.com. Welcome back to GT60 Live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For more, let's head back live now to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. GT60 is presented by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. He's Josh Pastor. I'm Andy Demetra. Look forward to seeing you at McCamish Wednesday night, 8 p.m. when the Jackets tip off 
versus number five. Louisville will break down that game last month at the Yum Center later in the hour. But you'll recall the Jackets took the Cardinals to the brink. Cardinals carrying a 10-game win streak. Might not have swelled to 10 had it not been for that game last month. 68-64 was the final there. Jordan Tech will have a chance to rewrite the ending at McCamish. Again, the number toll-free is 866-477-7020. Let's go out to those phone lines. John in Macon is up first. John, welcome in. Go ahead with your question for head coach Josh Pastner. Uh, yes, Coach. Uh, quick question for you. When you send your coaches out recruiting, do you, do you get a better analysis of the players at a high school game? in a high school environment or in the AAU environment. Um, you know, in Georgia, it's a little weird where some of the high schools look like AAU teams. But just want to know, is it a better uh, way to see the players in which environment? Um, thanks. And I'll hang up and listen to your answer. Okay, John, thanks so much. And obviously with um, uh, the high school uh, playoffs happening right now uh, around the state of Georgia, we're out and about seeing games uh, a lot of games will be happening this week and then obviously into Friday, Saturday, where you get start getting a single elimination and stuff. So we've been out a bunch. Uh, good question, John, about what's, what's a better way to evaluate. Um, what's interesting is in summer basketball, for example, sometimes um, uh, the competition is better to watch them play because the teams you're playing against and individuals playing against um, will have – you know, multiple Division One players and af- and athletes on that team. Where sometimes in high school, maybe the kid is playing against a team that has no Division One players. That being said, in summer basketball, a lot of those teams, a majority of the teams, don't practice. It's just up and down, mm-hmm. free for all. You know, it's it, it's not that there's nothing. You know, not that they're not good coaches. It's just they don't have time to practice. They're putting teams guys together, getting ready for a tournament. And um, and so it's it's very transition basketball, but you're playing against good competition. In high school, it's it's much more half court oriented, and it's and you can really see someone on how they do and what they do in the half court scheme of things when guys are being guarded, even though the athleticism they're playing against, maybe another team it's is not you know, anything comparable that they'll see at the next level, um, but they can see about how things are more in a because because high school teams have a chance to practice every single day. So I think it's a mix. Part of recruiting, the most important thing is evaluating, John. Everyone talks about recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Evaluation is the key thing. You know, it's not easy. It's 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 very it's very easy. John, you nor you or me or my nine year old daughter can recognize um watching, you know, um, uh, you know, Vernon Carey play um, in high school that, okay, he's really good, <laughs> you know, is now at Duke. Um, you can recognize that. It's the evaluation between the kids between who are ranked 30 through 250. That's the evaluation. Is the kid who's ranked 30, is he really better than the kid who's ranked 150? And you, what you've got to find out is how they play, their edge, the chip on their shoulder, how bad do they want it, the drive internally, all those type of things. What do you see for them down the road? Do they have times to develop? So all that goes in, and that's why recruiting is a very inexact science, and it's all about evaluation. 
That is a great question, John. We look forward to you calling back again on the later GT60. I got a couple of follow-ups to what John talked about here. We got to hit a break, though. Still time for you to jump in, 866-477-7020. And the hashtag on Twitter is GT60. Do want to remind you, though, before we go to break, Higher Regency Atlanta has rambling rates all season. Visit HigherRegencyAtlanta.com and use offer code GTAC. Higher Regency Atlanta, a preferred partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. Much more GT60 after this in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit buyfordnow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CV sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. Court, a part of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway Company, is the nation's leading provider of transition services, including furniture rental for home and office, even furnishings, destination services, apartment locating, touring, and other services. With more than 100 offices, showrooms and clearance centers across the U.S., operations in the U.K., and partners in more than 80 countries, no other furniture rental company can match Court's breadth of services and company-wide commitment to making a house a home, an office a great place to work, and an event a memorable celebration. For more info, visit Court.com. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The Learfield IMG College Directors Cup, the highly recognized mark of distinction in college athletics across all divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow your favorite team's pursuit for excellence in this prestigious annual award through the directorscup.com, USA Today, or L Directors Cup on Twitter. Learfield IMG College Directors Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics since 1993. It's not just our color, it's our commitment. It defines us, drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable, forever gold-blooded. We are Georgia Tech Basketball. Live with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. To be a part of today's show, give us a call on the hotline at 866-477-7020 or send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Georgia United Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia Tech Athletics. Welcome back to another Monday night of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Coach, we heard from John and Megan before the break, and you raised a very fascinating point about how you evaluate prospects when you see them in AAU versus when you see them on their high school teams. AAU, you're surrounded by better talent, but the play is less structured. High school, varying levels of competition, maybe not until you get deep into a state playoffs, but there's a different level of intensity. There's a different type of pressure. If you lose one, if you're a highly touted prospect, you're going to hear about it the next day from your classmates. 
has there ever been a case where you might have been on the fence about a prospect on the AAU scene, but then you saw them in a different light when you evaluated one of their games in high school and it changed your perception of them? Absolutely, and vice versa. Mm. You know, both from high school to, to grassroots basketball in the summer and from grassroots basketball in the summer to, to high school. So absolutely. And, uh, and that's why evaluation is everything. Um, and being the, the, being able to be to evaluate and then develop, and and again, it's not just the instant one, the the impact one and done guy. Yes, who who doesn't want those guys? But there's only so select few of those. Um, and you look around the country. I mean, look at Washington. They've got two one and dones. Their last place in the Pac-12. And I say that because Mike Hopkins is a great coach. Um, but just because you have the one and dones doesn't guarantee anything. Um, uh, you know, Arizona's had some struggles. You know, they've got multiple one and done guys. Um, you know, there's just there's you, you can look around the the, the, the two coaches who've, who've who've proven who are the best at it is Mike Shashevsky and John Calipari, who've who've been so good at being able to deal with the one and dones, and and they've had multiple multiple ones of them. I, it, it's not easy. Um, and that's why I go back to you, you can't get locked in on just recruiting rankings because in the end it's about winning games. And part of it is that's why I've said for us is getting old and staying old. It's 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 right now we're a bunch of juniors and sophomores and we've got to get to juniors and seniors. And and that's what that's our next step. And uh, um, so, uh, you know, that's but that's why evaluating and recruiting is everything. It's not just getting the star. It's getting you, – you, you've got to evaluate and then have the five-star development with the evaluation. And, look, we've all been through it. I mean, I, I've made, you know, mistakes in evaluating. You think a kid's going to be a certain way and, 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 and vice versa. I've done a good job in some evaluating too. So there is no perfect uh, exact um, deal in it. That's why I say recruiting is very inexact. It's an inexact science that you're trying to project – um, um, someone down the road through your development and how he is as a young man on, on what he becomes. And uh, and that's what makes the recruiting so, so fascinating. And it's interesting because I think the perception out there is that high school basketball, at least from a, a recruiting standpoint, has been disincentivized or it doesn't hold the importance that it once did. But what you're saying is that it can be just as important and informative in your evaluation, but maybe you're looking at in looking at those games through a different lens. Yeah, no, it's it's just as important. It's it's as informative, um, and and you look at it from different you know opportunities, and and um, and part of that is to making sure it's not, you know everyone uses the word recruiting. It's a lot of it's evaluating, evaluating both in high school and then evaluating the spring and summer, and so. Um, you've got to do your work early there and, and making sure that you're seeing the guys and, and can you see down the road and can they a guy like that, is he good enough to play in the ACC? Is he good enough to move the needle in the, for the program? And then you got to go check on his transcripts. <laughs> and can he handle the academic work? Um, and, I, and I also want to make a point on um, um, just to finish out a couple things on the Pittsburgh game because, you know, we uh, on, on that game on Saturday – um, and with our 22 turnovers, we had multiple chances, um, Andy. And, and and I told this to Michael DeVoe. I said, Michael DeVoe, we had a we had my press conference today, a meeting with the media. Three questions are about your eight turnovers. You were so efficient. You you literally shot 70 percent, and from the field. And I said, and but the, no one was talking about that. They were talking about your turnovers. It can't be just a a basket or a turnover with you. You are such a good player. If you cut those down. 
your 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 play is going to be so important. Look, you had the one or two you stepped out of bounds. That can happen because the corners are moved out. So there's a lot of issues all around the country with that. But the the live ball turnovers based on the dribble where your the ball gets taken away from you or the or the kind of the lazy pass. Those are things we've got to clean up. And you're so good, you 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 should clean those up. And um, so we're, he knows it. We're on him about that. But, you know, that's just something that we've got to be better. We've got to have just that we really made the right strides and not turning the ball over, Andy. And versus, versus Pittsburgh, we, we, we went back. We took a step backwards in that game. Now, I'm, we have to nip that in the bud because we have a great opportunity. Versus, is Louisville top five in the country? Uh, they're still number five. They're number five. So they're top five in the country team coming in Wednesday. We had a chance to win win them on the road uh, last time we played them. So we, we and and what I've said is a few things in this league with our with our margin for error, which is zero. We can't be, and because we're a really good offensive team, we've now become one of the best offensive teams in this league. The best offensive team at this point in Georgia Tech since 2010. That that we don't need to turn it over because the high probability if we don't turn it over, we're going to score the ball. We're one in nine when 23 percent when we turn it over. 23 percent of our possessions, 23 percent or more, we're one in nine. We're ten and four when we have less than 23 percent of our possessions turned over. And I stole that stat from you. You that you said it two weeks ago. I use it today with the media and with our team. But you get full credit. Uh, because you had that initially two weeks ago. Well, I, I appreciate that. We, we we wrote about it on Inside the Chart, my column on ramblinrec.com. You can read it. You, we preview every game. But, yes, 23, but, but, a, a venerated number in the sport of basketball, less so when you're talking about turnovers. Correct. And, and, so, and, 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 and so that's why it's got to be so important. And I said this. Imagine this league. There's There's 15 teams in this league. Okay, I think North Carolina, Duke, Louisville, Syracuse and Virginia, especially the way they've played at, in the last years in the ACC, they are those are five are blue bloods. Florida State has played as well as any team in the last decade. Those six teams are are take the other take those six out. You just take those nine teams that I didn't mention, and you formed a league. That those nine teams, that basketball league would be better than the Big East, better than the Pac-12. On, on comparison with the with the Big 12, Big 10, um, uh, SEC, maybe even better in those leagues. But, and then you add those six back into it, the nine, that's what makes this ACC so good. And that is why we don't have that margin for error where we, because this league is so good, Andy, you can't turn it over. And we're so darn close to breaking through. We've gotten so much better, but at the same time, we're still very far away because we've got to be able to learn how to finish, how to close, how not to turn it over, and to put it all together. Well, the good news is the next game day isn't that far away. Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, be here at McCamish, your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and number 5 Louisville Cardinals. Hey, Anthony Orange County, you killed it on your question a couple of weeks ago. We want to hear from you. want to give you plenty of runway for that, so if you don't mind, hang around through the commercial break. You'll be first out of the timeout as we continue with more GT60 after this in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
Best tailgate, it's gotta be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football y pollo asado. Hoops and weighted subs. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's gotta be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No, seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke, come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day, race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. Georgia Power, we believe our lake should be filled with water, not trash. That a healthy honeybee population will pollinate a healthier environment. That building homes is just as important as powering them. That's why we believe what we do off the grid is just as important as the clean, safe, reliable, affordable energy we provide on it. And that's a different kind of energy. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. RamblinRec.com is your home for up-to-the-minute Georgia Tech sports news. Log on to RamblinRec.com and you'll find exclusive stories, updated stats, ticket and scheduling information, and much more on the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. Plus, you can tune into live games and coaches show broadcasts from anywhere in the world. Follow your favorite Jackets team online and keep up with Georgia Tech sports news as it happens at RamblinRec.com, the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. To be a part of today's show, give us a call on the hotline at 866-477-7020 or send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when they're served with a nice cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola taste the feeling. As we welcome you back to GT60, I'm Andy Demetra. He's Josh Pastor. And I know we got some callers, but I, I want to let you know that I was I was dancing a little bit to the to the beat there, which I'm an awful dancer, and I will never dance. Confirmed. At all. Th- yes, yeah, so I just want to make sure that I will never dance in public, and I won't dance at any point. I think I danced at my wedding for half a day, but that's about it. I don't mind watching people dance, but you, I will not personally dance. dance in the locker room after a big win absolutely because you can just you know what's great about coaching it allows you to be a kid (laughs) when you win a game you can be a kid you can instead of acting your age at 42 you can act like you're 12 and just start dancing and you don't look good but who cares because you won the game i know you won't be offended by this i hope we have a josh pastor dance party in the locker room on wednesday after you you guys face number five louisville all right as promised let's go out to the phone lines 866-477-7020 and anthony in orange county is queued up first anthony thanks so much for your patience you are live with head coach josh pastor 
Hey, Coach. Yeah, quick uh, comment before the question. Just listening to you about the passion to correct the turnover issue. I think uh, for the season, your team has uh, 380 turnovers. I think I read that, and it's 70 possessions per game on average. That's about five and a half games that we've given away uh, without even one possession. So kind of striking numbers. So your passion to correct it is great. And, and I hope it comes through on Wednesday. And speaking of Wednesday, my question is, you only went six deep with Louisville uh, when you played the first time. This time around, looking at that film, uh, do you imagine that you're going to mix it up with a deeper bench this time around? Anthony, thanks. Uh, great point and great question. Just to, to follow up on your first initial point, Anthony, uh, yes, know that, that, that we have given away games because of our turnovers. And because, Anthony, we're scoring at a very high clip right now and both shooting from three and able to get to the red zone, uh, when I say the red zone, the paint area, and able to make the right play and score, I mean, we're, we're a hard team to guard. We're a hard team to defend. I mean, we had 64 versus Pitt, and we – we turn. I mean, if you just have another you versus Notre Dame, um, how many layups did we miss? But at least you felt okay. At least you felt you only had you, you didn't give away possessions. The Pittsburgh game, we should have had seventy-five to eighty points. We just gave away so many. And this is the first time I'm telling you since 2010 in Georgia Tech where you can say offensively, we're one of the best teams in the league offensively. And um, versus Pittsburgh, we rebounded forty percent of our misses. Our goal is to get 35% of our misses rebounded. Uh, so we did a good job there. We met our, we exceeded our goal. We've just got to limit those turnovers. We are playing with better pace, Anthony. Um, so it's it's something that we stress, um, emphasize, reinforce, film work on the floor. It's just the guy. It's just a personal thing where they're can't, they've got to understand how important every single possession is and I understand it I, I I my expression is so intense to the guys for them to understand it we've made adjustments we've course corrected we're doing everything humanly possible in our power within the rules to try to correct it and and we and we have made great strides until this past Saturday and I'm hoping that will get cleaned up this Wednesday versus Louisville to answer your second part we only played six guys versus Louisville part of that is because we were playing so well that I just went with that and we went with the Bubba Parham, Michael DeVoe, Jose Alvarado lineup a lot of the game with with those three in it whether we were small or whatever it was but we went with those three because of the scoring issue because we were really scoring and we had a chance to win the game there late we were up Jose had that three in the second half that rimmed in and out that might have just been a holy difference maker if that went in but um and if you look at it, Jose scored earlier, but he really didn't have a great game offensively. He guarded Nawar well, had 10 rebounds, but he, I don't know if you have the stats right there, Andy, but he did, Jose didn't score well. He had a couple threes early, but over the course of the game, he did not shoot well um, uh, for that whole game. But um, uh, So I will probably play more than six. I don't know if Evan Cole didn't, has not played the last two games. So let me talk on Evan Cole. He sprained his ankle in shoot-around versus Virginia Tech Tuesday, and I didn't know he wasn't going to be able to play until game time decision on Tuesday versus Virginia Tech. He wasn't clear to play Saturday. He's questionable to play on Wednesday. He did do he did practice today in half court only. Was not able to get up and down. Did do some things in the half court. Um, but I will I will plan on playing more than six guys. Anthony, my only objective is to try to win the game. My only objective is to try to win every single possession. That's what I want to do. Single minded focus. We always love to hear it. Anthony, thanks so much.
information on that. Let's go back to our next caller. This is Bob in Monroe waiting patiently. Bob, thanks so much for your patience, and you're live with Head Coach Josh Pastor. Yes, this is Bob. Uh, one of the other factors in a turnover is a legitimate foul call. And in the last two games, uh, which, you know, they, they wound up losing, the, the total fouls were just, you know, way out of whack with the number of fouls on the other team. And I don't know where these fouls were just from, you know, uh, over-aggressiveness or, or, and, you know, I know you can't say anything about officiating. It's just, it, it's an area, I guess, it's kind of tough to control. And I was just curious about your comments as to why, you know, the, the in fact, we would have won both games if we would have been within a couple of, you know, had a couple of less fouls. So, as there, you know, what can be done in that area. Yep, Bob, thank you for the call. Thank you for the question and, and for the point on that. A few things on that. Uh, one is um, we, we've got to defend without fouling. Uh, yes, we're going to be aggressive on some things. We're still a very good defensive team if you look at our numbers. We still guard well, but we are fouling more than we've had in, in all of our years. My first two years we never fouled, uh, and Ben Lammers is one of the best mm-hmm. at that, but we fouled a lot this year, more than I probably have at all at any point. Um uh, now we're 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 doing some different things and trapping a couple different areas here and there, but we are fouling more, which putting teams to the free throw line earlier. My frustration a little bit is because we drive the ball so much, because we live in the red zone, because we do not rely on three point shooting. We rely on the on the paint, on driving, driving, driving. I personally think we should be getting to the foul line more. Just my, you know, when you, and and that's nothing against any officials or anything like that because I have great respect for the officials in the ACC. I think they're all very, very good. Yes, we're going to disagree at times. The head coach and the official is going to disagree with calls. That's going to happen. But but Brian Kersey, um, who's the head of the officials, does a great job. His, 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 his um, uh, uh, crew of all officials are very, very good. And and that's part of it, and that they're that they're very good. So I, I'm grateful that we're in a league that we have, you know, some of the best officials in the country. Uh, but but I tell our guys, part of our thing is we we want to drive the ball and to try to get into the red zone. And and so part of that is we it, you should be getting to the to the free throw line more. And but that's again that's also part of us doing a good job with our footwork. Maybe the other team is defending without fouling at times, and I understand that. And there is some 50-50 plays. Where, where it's a judgment call. But I think for the majority of the time, the referees are very, very good. They're high-level guys. We have multiple Final Four and championship-level referees. Look, in the course of a season, you're always going to have some disagreements here and there. Um, but I think, you know, we have the best officials in the country. We're very fortunate for that. Um, and look... These guys are these guys are the next step for a lot of these guys. They they want to eventually get to the NBA. This isn't the NBA where it's all centrally located. Every league has their own set of officials in a sense. They're independent contractors. So and they but the NCAA type really tries to do a great job on getting the messaging out to everybody and what the focus is. And we just got to stay with it. Um, and hopefully on Wednesday that we if we do get to the free throw line, we've also got to make free throws. I will say this versus Pitt, we had some chances. And we miss free throws. 
and that's not the officials' fault. That's us. All right, Bob, thanks so much for your call tonight. I know at the beginning of the segment you said you didn't have much rhythm. Middle, that was some great tap dancing around that question about the officiating. Duly noted. All right, we got to hit another break. Georgia United Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia Tech Athletics. More GT60 after this in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit buyfordnow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CV sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It sucks. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No. Seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Gold. It's not just our color. It's our commitment. It defines us. Drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable, forever gold-blooded. We are Georgia Tech Basketball. Woo, got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield IMG College. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Welcome back to GT60 Live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For more, let's head back live now to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Let's jump into a Coca-Cola ACC refresher. Good one going on right now in the league. Number eight, Florida State at Duke. And at the 439 mark of the first half, Duke has the one-point lead, 25-24. Tuesday, it's North Carolina State at Syracuse. North Carolina heads to Wake Forest. Notre Dame, they're getting hot at the right time. They travel to Charlottesville to take on Virginia. And alongside our game on Wednesday, Boston College at Miami Clemson takes on Pimp. And that is your Coca-Cola ACC refresher. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when they're served with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola tastes the feeling. Coach, you alluded to this number earlier in the program. You guys are second in the ACC in field goal percentage in league games. 46.3% only team that outranks you is your opponent Wednesday, Louisville. When you hear that statistic, do you take more satisfaction from it or more frustration? Satisfaction because we know your teams haven't been as proficient offensively as you'd have liked the last couple of years, 
but I'm sure there's some frustration there because the turnovers keep cutting into that. Well, I think it's both. Number one is the satisfaction that it shows that we have improved. It shows that we've made the right adjustments to improve our offense. Um, we are really good offensively. And we in the mid-year, we've had to change our offensive plan and scheme and attack. And I, and I give a lot of credit to my staff on that. My assistant coaches have did a great job on recognizing that and seeing that. And those, my assistants, nav, helped me navigate through that and, and did a great job in helping install a new offense, basically, a totally new offense and what we were running. And that has really transpired into what we've become, a really one of the best offensive teams in the league. Um, we, we don't rely on – I think in all my four years here, we haven't ever relied on the three-point mm-hmm. shot. We, re, we rely on, on the red zone. We don't shoot a lot of threes. But this year, we the threes we're making – I don't know, do you have a rank where we're three-point percentage during conference play? I mean, we're shooting over 33%. It's the best we've shot in my four years here uh, for three-point shooting. It's the best that Georgia Tech has shot in a long time. Entering the weekend, ACC play only. You are 13th. However, your last two games, you're 41%. From three. From three. So we're our 13. In, in conference games, we're Just 13. in conference play, Goodness yeah. Goodness gracious. Uh, as in terms of percentage-wise. In terms of the percentage of your points that no, you No, I'm talking per- percentage of what are we shooting from three in league, just percentage-wise. So not points off the th- three. Do you do you have that? Uh, not off the t- – Okay, not, yeah, not no, because no. no, we're third – because we don't rely on the three. But I, I think we're top seven in three-point shooting just on, on percentage numbers. So I, I don't know if you could check that quickly on that stat. So so And, and that shows our improvement on that, Andy, that we've improved in, in, in that area. Um, the second thing is um, uh, the frustration part of it. I'm frustrated in a sense that I know that, that we are good offensively. This is the first time where I know every game we, we go into, we're good enough to win. We're good enough to win and beat the opponent we're playing because we're good enough offensively. You've got to be able to score in this league because there's so many good defensive teams and we're able to score and that's why we can't turn the ball over <laughs> because if we don't turn it over and get a shot up, there's a high probability we're going to score. All right. What would be a GT60 without you putting me on the spot for a stat in league play only? I stand corrected. You guys are sixth in the conference, 33% from three in conference play. Hopefully that can jump up more as you take on a very stingy Louisville defense Wednesday night, 8 p.m. when we tip off at McCamish. We'll hit another timeout back after this in the Georgia Tech Sports Network. Network from Learfield IMG College. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It sucks. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No, seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's Tailgate 101. Gold. It's not just our color. It's our commitment. It defines us. Drives us. It's our standard. And our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable. Forever gold-blooded. Georgia Tech Basketball. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from Inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family-made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Gold. It's not just our color. It's our commitment. It defines us. Drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable, forever gold-blooded. We are Georgia Tech Basketball. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from Inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. Andy Demetra, Josh Pastors, who welcome you back to GT60, wrapping things up for another hour. Thanks to so much of you who called. Again, the lines are open each and every Monday, 866-477-7020. The hashtag on Twitter, if you're of the tweeting persuasion, is GT60. Do want to once again mention that BMW is the official luxury vehicle of Georgia Tech Athletics. Visit your Atlanta area BMW centers. Let's go back out to those phone lines now. Glenn from Rome rejoins us. Glenn, welcome back. Go ahead with your question for head coach Josh Pastor. Good evening, Coach. Hey, Glenn. Yes, sir. What What do you think about um, now that Michael DeVoe is back, Jose, Jose, the last five to seven games, he's been more aggressive offensively than I've seen him. I would like for that to be him to be the first option. What do you think about that, that where he doesn't – they both need to score, in my opinion, 15 to 20 points a game. What do you think about that? Also, what do you think about Moses Wright going to maybe a big man's camp over the summer? Uh, because I really I see so much in him. I see it, but is it in him to be great or really, really good? Thank you. Okay, thank you, Glenn. Yeah, a few things with Jose. Look, everything, Glenn, everything's about guard play. Uh, how many times have I said that? It's, it's all about guard play. And our three guards are Jose Alvarado, Michael DeVoe, and Bubba Parham. 
two of the three have to play really, really well or near exceptionally well in order for us to have a chance to win. If all three play exceptionally well, it's not <clears> – <throat> and guard play is not just about scoring. If all three play really well or exceptionally well, we're winning the game. The issue versus Pittsburgh, Michael DeVoe scored – but he did not play well with turnovers and defensive and and defense and rebounding. Jose did not do well offensively, and it was his worst game in my three years since I've been with him as a coach in guard rebounding, cracking back on things that don't show up in the box score. Bubba Parm was just average, and because of that, we lost the game. And I told the guys in the film session today, you we're going to either win with you three because it's a guards game. College basketball is about guard play, guard play, guard play. And Jose does need to score. He does need to be aggressive. He wasn't aggressive on either side of the ball. He didn't do a good job defensively on Saturday. Michael DeVoe scored, and he made some big shots, but he was it became basket or turnover. And if he cuts those turnovers down and scores at such a high clip – it changes the entire factor of the game, but we also need him to be really good as a defender and a crackback guy on the glass. And Bubba was just average. And so we're going to go, we're going to win and lose based on our guard play. And those two of the three have to be exceptional. If one of the three is really good and the other two aren't, we're not winning. If none of the three are good, we're not winning. But if two of the three are really good or all three, we're probably going to win the game. That's the reality of what we're about and, 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 and it's about guard play. And regarding Moses Glenn, yes, Moses has made incredible strides. His development, his his process that he's gotten better. My assistant coaches have done a great job. A great job at developing him because we believe in five star development. Moses was a zero star recruit and he's become a, a high level ACC forward. And you're right, Glenn. He's got so much upside. I'm I tell him all the time, I don't want to see you being 25 and 26 and you playing the best basketball of your life and we don't get that fruits of the labor. Uh, uh, so we, it, it, that light's got to turn on now. He has made where you see some stretches where he's so good and then some other stretches where we've got to get that energy back. And it's not that he's not trying to play hard. It's just that it's him understanding every single possession, every single second. Everything that he does, he's got to have that intensity to want to be great. That doesn't mean he has to be a rah-rah guy, but it's got to be an every-time-all-the-time type of thing. He can't pick and choose. And so we're on him about that. He is developing him. Uh, we are developing him. He's going to continue to get better. Um, and we'll see what happens with summer development and camps. But, but, but you know, look, we graduate James, and there are times after this season, and there are times when Moses is at our five and we're smaller, we're very good offensively with that as well too. Yeah, and we'll see what the future holds for Moses, but uh, let's focus on the future and present, which is Wednesday night versus, versus Louisville. Louisville, number five. Eight o'clock. 8 p.m. Make sure you're here early. Make sure you're allowed. Louisville has won 10 straight, 12-1 and one in the ACC. Their best start in league play uh, in the ACC in school history. Their best conference start since the old Metro Conference days back in the early 90s. That said, you pushed them to the brink last month at the Yum Center. 68-54. Had a shot to win the game. Yeah, Michael DeVos three-pointer at the top. Ten seconds left. It looked good off his hands, just didn't get the kind of bounce. When, when, when you performed the inquest of that game, what did you think your team did well? What did they need to do just a little better in order to reverse that margin and come away as a winner on Wednesday? Yeah, look, Louisville's very well coached. They've got a lot of good players. I said <clears throat> I said in the preseason that they're good enough to get to Atlanta and, and cut down the nets. 
they're one. They're they're a top ten offensive efficiency team in the country, and they're a top twenty defensive efficiency team in the country. They're very very good. They're in the driver's seat right now to win the to win the ACC. So it'd be nothing better than if we could screw that up. We're good enough to do that. We're good enough to do that. The big key is we've got to do another great job in Jordan Nora, number 33. We really guarded him well the first time we played him. Uh, he's an ACC Player of the Year candidate. And, and we have to score against them because they hold teams to under 40% from the field and under 30 from three. We need to score. That was part of our best defense against Louisville was our offense. And they're, they're an exceptional three-point shooting team. we got to guard the three, but they're big guys. Uh, uh, are really big. Enoch, Malik Williams, we got to do a great job there. All right, there you go. That's the game plan. We'll see you here Wednesday night, 8 p.m. We'll be out with our network pregame, of course, 30 minutes prior at 7.30. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Andy. All right, he's Josh Pastor for our network engineer, Miller Pope. Dean Court's inside the studio. Andy Demetrius saying so long, and thanks for listening to GT60. You've been listening to GT60 live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tune in each week throughout the year to get the latest on Yellow Jacket Athletics. Tonight's show has been brought to you by Georgia Power, bringing you the energy for every game day and to your community too. Visit georgiapower.com sports to learn more. GT60 is a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Georgia Tech Sports Network.